I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Welcome to the show. John is on vacation this week. I'm here with Deborah Mark. You do, of course, have a chance at money in about 15 minutes. We'll give you the keyword that you enter at the website, kfiam640.com, and you might win $1,000. I don't know. What's the big story today? Yeah. <clears throat> Overwhelming all other news, and they dumped it on a Friday, was the U.S. Supreme Court ruling concerning abortion. Uh as you might have figured out by now, the Constitution doesn't guarantee you the right to an abortion. So over the years, as abortion became something that had to be dealt with legally in the United States, these rulings end up in the courts. And of course, the landmark ruling was in 1973, Roe v. Wade. There was another ruling in 1992 called Planned Parenthood v. Casey, which reaffirmed the Roe ruling. And that ruling basically gave women in the United States people the right to have an abortion. And under these rulings, states can regulate, but they can't ban abortion before the point when a fetus can survive outside the womb, which is roughly 24 weeks. What brought this latest case to this U.S. Supreme Court, and we can thank Trump for that, is that they decided to take up a, a, a case out of Mississippi, which was banning abortion after 15 weeks. So we're now going to talk to Eugene Volokh, UCLA Law. He's a First Amendment specialist, but I'm sure he can weigh in on this. Uh, a lot of questions about this. Welcome to the show, Eugene. Um, great pleasure to be on. Yeah. So uh, is this kind of, uh, did they, have you ever seen something that stood for nearly 50 years get overturned? Sure. Uh, 
that was the famous uh, Lochner case you may remember, uh, you may have heard of uh, from 1906, I guess we don't actually remember it, but uh, which basically recognized there's a right to economic freedom in the Constitution that struck down certain kinds of uh, uh, maximum hour laws. And then for decades after, the court struck down various other kinds of economic regulations, uh, um, uh, minimum, certain minimum wage laws and the like. And then in the late 1930s, the Supreme Court struck that down. It was 30 years worth of precedent and a lot of precedent, and it reversed course. You know, that's happened. Uh, likewise, of course, the famous, famously the separate but equal case, uh, Plessy v. Ferguson was struck down 58 years after it was um, uh, uh, after it was decided in Brown v. Board of Education. So yeah, the court sometimes reverses course, not not often because you know just as a matter of running the court system, no no judge wants every case to always be up for grabs because then you'd have all of this litigation constantly challenging things. Uh, but yeah, uh, the Supreme Court makes a precedent. The Supreme Court can reverse a precedent. In 1973, Roe v. Wade ruling, and as I mentioned at the outset here, there's no guarantee, obviously, in the Constitution for the right to have an abortion. So what was the basis of that ruling? What did they use to uh, permit this? Well, so the Constitution talks about liberty. So the court said, well, this liberty includes a right of privacy, which is our right to, con- to, to make certain decisions about your, among other things, your reproductive life. And, you know, there had been some precedent for that. Um, So, for example, a few years before, in 1965, the Supreme Court struck down uh, very unusual laws at the time banning uh, contraceptives. A few states continued to ban contraceptives. Court struck that down, saying you have a right to choose whether you're going to have a child or not. Um, Likewise, before that, the Supreme Court struck down certain laws that mandated uh, sterilization of people under certain circumstances. And, of course, the court has also recognized the rights of parents to raise their children in various ways. That's also not in the Constitution, although there, at least, there's a longstanding tradition of recognizing that right. The tradition has been of not recognizing abortion rights. So the court was... Like with the economic liberty case, it was talking about liberty generally and was saying, yeah, you know, we as justices can recognize uh, new kinds of rights under this rubric of liberty and privacy writ large um, that uh, uh, that ought to be protected. And this and now the court says, or at least five justices of the court said, not certainly not in this instance. Uh, uh, that this is something that should be left to the political process, state by state, generally speaking, uh, rather than being constitutionalized by the by the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah, so abortion is not banned by this decision, but it's up to the states to determine how far this can go, right? Uh, exactly. It, it simply says uh, that uh, that uh, uh, there's no right to an abortion in the federal constitution. Of course, states could recognize it in their own constitutions or in state statutes. So California it seems very likely to continue to protect a very broad range, um, a, a range of abortion rights. Um, and uh, uh, other states uh, might impose pretty significant restrictions, and some states may try to ban it outright, except maybe even situations which involve threat to the life of the mother, life of the woman, let's say. Yeah. So was this surprising to you, considering the makeup of the court? I know when Trump was appointing these justices and he got to name three of them, there were big concerns in D.C. by Democrats grilling them over their stance on abortion. A lot of times they didn't really give much of an answer, but uh, it doesn't seem like necessarily anybody saw this coming. I guess they just had to get the right case in front of them. 
Well, no, I think people did see it coming. Um, of course, uh, ever since the 1980s, ever since a few years after Roe, I mean, uh, um, the whenever there have been Republican presidents, uh, uh, one of the things that uh, uh, that opponents of abortion have hoped for is that they would appoint justices who would uh, uh, who would uh, return the issue of abortion back to the states. Um, that didn't quite work out with some of the appointees, like O'Connor and Kennedy and Souter, for example, were Republican appointees, but they voted to preserve abortion rights. Uh, but other appointees, such as Justice Scalia and Thomas, and then Roberts and Alito, uh, and uh, um, uh, replacing Justice uh, Scalia, Justice Gorsuch now, and uh, uh, Kavanaugh and Barrett, you know, they were appointed in part with the expectation that they would do that. Now, Chief Justice Roberts wasn't willing to go that far in this case. In this case, he'd say, look, this, the law here... Uh, which I believe allowed abortions up to up to around three months in, in, into the pregnancy. Um, that law is uh, uh, is constitutional, but we don't have to ask what about a law that bans abortions from the moment of conception. But the remaining five uh, Republican appointed justices did exactly what you know the uh, major constituency of the Republican Party had expected them to do. And now, apparently, in his opinion, Justice Thomas seems to have opened the door to the possibility, and you kind of mentioned these before, uh, interpretations of the Constitution under the 14th Amendment and your right to liberty, same-sex marriage, contraception, that maybe those ought to be revisited. But I understand the other justices who voted for this didn't necessarily go along with that. Right. Uh, Justice Thomas wrote a separate opinion, but it was joined by, or it was signed by Justice Thomas. Justice Thomas has very thoughtful and worked out views of the Constitution, um, uh, but, you know, he hasn't generally been able to persuade all of his colleagues, uh, or pretty much even any of his colleagues, as, as, to, uh, as to many of them. So his view is indeed, look, if it isn't in the constitutional text, then it shouldn't be recognized as a constitutional right. It should be left to the democratic process. Um, and he also is the justice on the court that probably cares the least about precedent. So he says, I don't care. If we got it wrong some years back, even got it wrong in a way I like, well, we should correct that error. Um, yeah, but I think saw... most other justices, their view is, you know, precedent is important. We should generally adhere to precedent. It's just in certain situations, it's so egregiously wrong that it needs to be reversed. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think uh, as to contraceptive, I can't imagine any state actually even trying to ban contraceptives today. But if it did, I, I don't think the court would revisit that issue. Oh, and likewise, well. with regard to same-sex marriage, of course, that was quite controversial on the court when it was decided. But right now, I mean, I think people have sort of reached a uh, um, uh, uh, reached uh, kind of a, 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 uh, a peace, a truce uh, on that subject. It's not really big in the news in the way that abortion continues to be big for obvious reasons. You know, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not anti-abortion myself, but people who oppose abortion think it's murder or, or at the very least think it's the, it's a wrongful killing of an innocent, uh, innocent child. It's unsurprising that that's the kind of thing that would continue to create controversy in a way that something like same-sex marriage does not anymore. Yeah, I think you're right, because Justice Alito made a reference to the fact that the whole idea of fetus and life, this is quite different than some of the other things we just talked right. about. Uh, but by the way, I think there was a politician in Mississippi who is saying we're coming after contraception next. So uh, don't doubt well, that this could happen or attempts could happen. Right. There are a lot of politicians in this country. Uh, yeah. um, uh, what, what one person says, even what one justice says, and a justice I much respect, like Justice Thomas, uh, um, uh, you know, it's, it's not really terribly telling of what's likely to actually happen. 
Yeah. And did we see some of this? Because uh, uh, the, the one purist I can remember is Justice Scalia. And I think that uh, Justice Thomas is a bit of a protege of Scalia. Scalia right. kind of had this purist right. interpretation of the Constitution. If it's not specifically there, you're not going to you know, right. we're not going to give it to you. Right. right? All right, now I'll give you an example. There was a parental rights case about 20 years ago, which had to do with whether, um, whether a state could authorize a grandparent visitation. Um, uh, and parents sued saying, no, that violates our rights as parents to, to choose whether to allow anybody, including our own parents, uh, access to the children. And the majority of the court said, uh, said yes, this statute violates, uh, violates parental rights. And Justice Scalia said... Uh, said, no, no, I don't think that there really is a parental rights clause in the Constitution, and I think to the extent we've said otherwise, that was a mistake, and we certainly shouldn't extend it here. And this, I'm quite sure that uh, as a policy matter, Justice Scalia was very happy about parental rights. I think he was a, uh, a um, big supporter of, a, of long-standing American traditions of recognizing parental rights, but he said, you know, it's not in the Constitution. I won't follow it. But again, I think that's a pretty rare view uh, as to pretty well-settled precedents that are, just don't arouse the same kind of opposition that abortion, uh, for understandable reasons. Again, whether you agree with them or not, but understandable reasons does. Uh, Eugene Volok, thank you very much for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Always a great pleasure. All right, from UCLA Law, uh, he's a First Amendment specialist, came on the show to talk to us about the decision overturning Roe versus Wade we got more coming up, including your chance at $1,000. Just got to stand by for the keyword to enter at the KFI website. John and Ken show on KFI. In a moment, the moist line, but I got to stop just to note this. Uh, the fallout today from the Roe versus Wade decision by the United States Supreme Court overturning the 1973 ruling has extended to an icon of the liberal left. It's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth Bader Ginsburg died in September of 2020 at 87 years old, but there were calls for her to retire before that. In fact, there's a story that in 2013, Obama had lunch with her and was trying to convince her to retire. Now, that's not nice, except she's had a long series of health problems. So it was expected with her advancing age that the time might be coming anyway where she should retire or die. And she refused. And apparently some of the liberal left is going to town. Uh, some of the tweets that they're putting out today are just nasty. One person said, so glad that Ruth Bader Ginsburg kept planking instead of retiring from the Supreme Court. Remember, there are all these stories about her workouts and how fit she was. But uh, in the end, she couldn't survive uh, her health problems. So it's kind of mean, but you can see how worked up some people are over this whole issue all right let's grab the moist line folks see what they want to talk about this particular week you leave a message either through the iheart radio app it's a little microphone icon or you call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86 hey this is john and this is ken we're so excited to hear from you it's about time instead of build back better how about put it back the way you found it the true definition of an expert is an X is a has-been and a spurt is a drip under pressure. Life-changing. So George Gascon was breaking the law when he let the sicko go who killed the two El Monte cops. Yes. Isn't that called negligent homicide? It should. If you commit a crime that results in somebody dying, you are guilty of that murder. Why is George Gascon not guilty of murder? 
Californians need to get out and sign that Gascon petition. It's it's necessary. Also, Rob Bonta has blood on his hands, along with Gavin Newsom. They're his boss. It would probably help a lot in gun background checks, if that's what everyone wants to do. Quit expunging the records just because they turn 18, because a lot of times what you get when you're 18 is what you get when you're older than 18. Law enforcement has kind of brought this mentality on themselves. They historically have supported the Democratic Union, the Democratic Party. Their unions have supported these people. My wife witnessed one of these shoplifters take $900 in a shopping cart away from the local store on him who said there's nothing he can do about it. No. And then she asked me, why do we live in California? This is a question for the vegan fanatic. Uh, is it okay to kill ants, cockroaches, or even rats if they invade your home? Where is the limit on how big of an animal as such is it okay to kill or not kill? We need billionaires or Just millionaires like Elon yeah. Musk or the guy from Facebook to build reservoirs in California and have security on them. So no one pees in them or throws bodies in them. You know, they ain't going to die with all that money or they will die and they can't take it with them. I noticed that uh, Newsom and Gaston are using uh, per capita. You notice how they try and play with the statistics? Yes. Let's just take a look at the raw numbers. Who is really being killed? How many people? They need to take a look at that. Stop playing around. Ken, I can't do any of those exercises you mentioned on Wednesday. No, Am I going to die? Why, Ken? Why? <laughs> I'll be leaving my avocado ranch oh, to not. Deborah Mark. Deborah <laughs> Mark, shame on you. What? These coyotes need to be trapped and euthanized on a regular basis. Yeah. It is not okay for us to live no. in fear for ourselves and our beloved pets. pets. George Gascon wants our pity. He had no pity for us. We're done with him. Goodbye. Yeah. I was already mad at Gascon thinking he was an idiot. But after he talked, he removed all doubt. I cannot believe he said, let's not overreact. What the hell? Yeah, two cops. You notice too. how people like Gascon and Newsom play with semantics to try and get around and try and convince people otherwise? Man, those people don't realize that people are angry and they're listening and they're paying attention. This is Grandma, and George Gaston just said it was okay to rob my house. Well, it's not. I want you to get up, get those petitions, <laughs> sign them. It's not okay to rob my house. If you don't do it, don't complain to me if your car gets carjacked, your house gets broken into, and your kid gets shot. So, do it now. You know how Governor Newsom keeps delaying when the Californians are going to get their gas cards? Maybe uh, he should do it. Amber heard and say that he pledged those gas cards to the California people. Hey, man, I agree with you guys with George Gascon. He needs to go. But I'm confused about something. How come everyone keeps saying that it's illegal for him to do this and illegal to do that? He's breaking the law. If he's breaking the law, he should be arrested. If I break the law... I get arrested. What the hell ever happened with Garcetti and that India ambassadorship? Yeah, Please tell me up. that it's he did not She's right. get it. I really want to hear it from the two of you more than anybody else. Thank I know. you for leaving I the know. message. Please I thought up. of that this Goodbye. week. There, this, there's nothing new, but they said that they was running out for them to get his nomination through the Senate. That was weeks ago. So I don't know. I'll look into that over the weekend. See what I can find out. But meanwhile, 
Deborah Mark has to answer that question about rats and cockroaches and ants in your house. Well, I have killed ants in the past. Uh, <gasps> I have. Oh, but they're living creature. I yeah. know, I know. But when they overtake the house, I don't have a choice. So, yes. So, we do have an exemption then. There is an exemption there. I've never killed a rat. And roaches, I'm afraid of them, so I don't go near them. But you'd stomp on one, I bet. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't spray one with bug spray? Or? No. No, I would probably uh, try and trap it and throw it out. I do that with spiders on occasion. Yeah. I do. The delicate operation of trying to trap them alive and carry them outside. Yeah, it's not. Sometimes they get squished, but uh, my intentions are pure. Yeah, I'm a toilet flusher. <laughs> I've done that. I take a lot of these things. <laughs> well, and that's just, good to know, Ken. I scoop them up with toilet paper and I just drop them in the toilet and flush them away. It's kind of cruel how they drown. Well, I stomp them first and then do flush them down the toilet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you really are evil. <laughs> Double death. Jeez. All right. Uh, when we come back, we are going to throw a hack in the dumpster. It uh, just came up a couple of days ago, but it's very deserving and it's hefty. So we're going to need our mob members to really lean in. Is that what Newsom says? Le- it's not Newsom. Lean in. Also, more Moist Line. John and Ken show on KFI. It's time for John yes. and Ken to throw a hack in a dumpster. Oh. Welcome, mob members. They have assembled. It's been a while. We are going to throw a hack into the dumpster led by Svetlana. We have, yeah, we have angry mob members from all over the planet to help us throw somebody in the dumpster. We do it every now and then, depending on the news story. Tell you who it is in a moment. There is a piece of breaking news from the L.A. County Health Department. Uh Uh-oh. They have confirmed community transmission of the dreaded monkeypox in L.A. County. That's right. 22 cases. They have no history of international or out-of-state travel. There have been no hospitalizations or deaths. Monkeypox, of course, is uh, prevalent among gay, bisexual, and other men who have had sex with men who attended large events. That seems to be the way that this particular round started, and they're cautioning people. I had a bowl of monkeypox this morning. It was delicious. Really? Monkeypox monkey no. cereal? Yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah, it's, on, it's, on, uh, it's in grocery store shelves now. Uh, is it vegan? Oh, I have to look. I okay. don't know that's the case, but uh, let me know next it. week. You could have it with almond milk. Mmm, delicious. Uh, okay, the hack for the dumpster just popped up the other day. Uh, this person wants L.A. to join Petaluma. Have been to Petaluma? Petaluma. All right. Have you been to Ronald Park? Ronald Park. Probably don't know where these places are. Uh, Sebastopol. Sebastopol. These are towns in the state of California that have decided to ban the construction of new gas stations. And the person that wants to do this for the city of L.A. is none other than the chin bag, Los Angeles City Councilman Paul Koretz. He is working on the policy. By the way, I just realized he's on his way out of here. He wants to, I guess he got termed out of the L.A. City Council. and We've complained about him over the years. He's no Mike Bonin, but he's not far from being a Mike Bonin. And he's running for L.A. City controller. I just took a look at the results. Looks like he may end up in a runoff, but he finished second. It's a candidate named Mejia, who looks like he's leading the pack. Hopefully, Koretz will not land in the controller's office either. But he put out this new story this week. Um, He wants Los Angeles to join something called the SAFE City Movement, S-A-F-E, another great acronym. I'm not sure what it stands for. A group of cities whose aim it is to limit fossil fuel usage with local policies. 
Koretz noted in a statement that he hoped to wean L.A. off the gas-powered car with his proposed policy. There are many questions and concerns about this, particularly among people that still rely on cheap car transportation to get around. In L.A., there's probably a lot of them, particularly since they didn't want to get on dreaded public transportation, the unsafe buses and trains in the city of L.A. But that doesn't matter. To this guy, he just decided, you know, I'm going to virtue signal again. City of L.A., state of California, don't matter. You get China, India, Russia, I don't know, to go along with these more stringent climate control policies. If you really believe in climate change, you might have a chance. But sitting there in your city council office and deciding, we're not going to allow the construction of any new gas stations. That way, people just won't have a choice. They're going to have to go electric or they're going to have to find another way to get around. It's just ignorant. Now, he does not have a timeline for this. This is just a proposal. He's supposed to put it up and try to advance it later this year. But he just glommed on to an idea from a couple of dopey small towns in Northern California to try to stop the construction of new gas stations here in Los Angeles. Here is a bit of audio of uh, Koretz. What's he always oh, explaining why he should be city controller? Let's listen to this. I'm a longtime Angelino. I grew up in the San Fernando Valley. You can hear the chin bag. And on the west side. I graduated from Hamilton High and UCLA. Oh, great. As an assembly member and now as a council member, my priorities have been fighting to stop climate change, there reducing homelessness, preserving affordable oh, reducing housing, homelessness. protecting laughable. our neighborhoods from state efforts to take away our local control over planning and zoning, supporting public safety. Are you ready? Yeah. Bills for civil justice, Let's get the mob members in here and throw this. And he's hefty with the chin bag. He's kind of a I'm fat a little guy. Let's get him into in the, the dumpster. City, Paul Koretz, Los Angeles City Council member. <laughs> As an assembly member, now as a council member. Was that the chin bag draining? What was that? Paint splatter balloons. Is that something new? or? You don't remember when uh, you guys talked about a story about some politician getting paint splatter balloons? Oh, that's right. That? That's right. John, John wanted like me to that. add it. No, I see. That's right. We're splattering with paint as well as... That's right. They did that to, uh, I think, a Russian politician. Or Well, there yeah, you go. So. Paul Koretz. Hopefully, he will not end up as L.A. City controller. He will stay in the dumpster for proposing the end of new gas stations in the city of L.A. All right. When I return, the last thing left to do is to go knock on that door, open it, and let the rest of the Moist Line people in. It's coming up next on the John and Ken Show on KFI. I'm looking at it right now. Recall DA, GeorgeGascon.com, and the banner at the top says, you got to mail your petition today. This is it. There's an easy button right there. Print at home. If you're an L.A. County registered voter, please do this because this is it. It's crunch time. If you don't mail it by today, you can drop it off at one of their petition locations by next Thursday, June 30th. We talked earlier in the show. They have to drop off all the signatures on July 6th with the L.A. County Registrar of Voters. That's going to be quite a media event. And what we're waiting to find out is whether or not the Registrar of Voters is going to look through every signature and authenticate them, or they're going to do a sample of 5%, which could be dangerous. So they're trying to apply public pressure on the Registrar of Voters to go through every single signature. But most importantly, right now, 
This is it. If you or someone you know is an L.A. County registered voter and they haven't signed this petition by now, they need this big cushion of signatures to make sure they have enough to get this on the ballot. Go to recalldageorgegascon.com. Get that petition. Put it in the mail today or certainly drop it off at a petition location as soon as you can. It's a great website, too. You can read all about the victims, uh, ways you can donate, the locations you can find out. Uh, Please get this done because we're running out of time. All right, let's bring in the Moist Line people and wrap up the show on a Friday. You leave a message either through the iHeartRadio app or this toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86. Hey, this is John. And this is Ken. We're so excited to hear from you. It's about time. Now it's mustard that's going to be a shortage. What else are we going to have a shortage of? And what the hell is wrong with this country? I thought we could grow it ourselves, make it ourselves. Why are we being held hostage by the rest of the damn world when we can do it ourselves? Pretty sad that Deborah Mark doesn't care about the lady that died from the lightning strike, only the uh, animals. The two dogs? Especially coming from a lady who didn't have time to pull over and help the dogs while on her way to work. Yeah, can somebody explain to me what when the stock market closes down hundreds of points or thousands of points, retirees are losing thousands of dollars in their retirement accounts that all those boobs are sitting there clapping and cheering? Shouldn't they have their thumbs down and be booing when that happens? There needs to be a law passed, really. We need to seriously do a freaking boycott on the gas companies. Let's just all stop going for a week or maybe two weeks well, and maybe that'll around? send a message home. This is BS with the gas prices just skyrocketing. Right up there with Gascon. Way to go. I am wanting to, to know why you haven't seen the villain that George Gascon is. He is posing as the Joker. Soon he will rename the city of Gotham City. He's releasing all of the criminals for no reason. We're going to need Batman. Where is my $400? I have 12 vehicles. Where is my $400? After falling off his bike, Joe Biden's new nickname is Feeble Knievel. The big earthquake in Afghanistan has local doctors complaining about a lack of painkillers and antibiotics. The largest producer of opium in the world cannot get pain meds. I've been in this city 38 years. Gavin Newsom is a criminal. Garcetti is a criminal. Gascon, a criminal. All three of them need to be in a cell with a guy named Bubba. Unbelievable, Mm. disgusting, rotten, dirty human being. Crimes against the state. I've about had it with this Gaston guy. He's got to go. I call bullshit. The e-cigarettes, the kids knew what the they were doing. They just wanted a way to hide it in front of their parents. You know what I'm saying? Here's a nice thought. Governor Newsom runs for president, gets either Beto O'Rourke or Eric Garcetti as his vice president. And then, since he's so good at appointing district attorneys and such, how about George Gascon get an appointment as attorney general of the United States? Joe Biden, your hero. Eliminating the 18 cents per gallon federal tax? Wow. Yet. So now instead of 6.78 per gallon, I'll only have to pay 6.60 per gallon. Good How man. great is that? Guys, it seems to me like with the voting in California, if they don't vote, then they just count you your vote later on. Is it any surprise that Nancy Pelosi's husband is a drunk? Thank you for leaving your message. Please hang up. Goodbye. 
As usual, warm wishes from the Moist Line crew. You can leave a message anytime at one eight seven seven Moist eighty six. We it's Conway time. Hey now, ding dong with you. Well, Can't beat that. Uh, we're going to monitor the demonstrations going on uh, yeah. with the uh, overturning of uh, Roe v. Wade. We'll uh, we'll have. More. Are they overturning anything out in public yet? No, it seems uh, very peaceful, right? Very peaceful uh, crew out there, right? So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Alex Mar- uh, Michaelson will come on with us. Also, Joe Buscayano at some point, and then we also have a pilot. They're all going to talk about Roe versus Wade. Yeah, I imagine <laughs> some of them will. Yeah, right. Okay, all right, all right. But Alex uh, might be. Caught in a, between a rock and a hard place because he pre-tapes his show and and it's on at ten thirty tonight. So it, if he doesn't cover that, we'll have to ask him if he's doing it live or if he doesn't. You know, because we don't uh, cover something well, like that. The decision man. came out a long time ago, though. Today. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, this morning, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um. Also, we have uh, a pilot approaching LAX reports another flying jetpack. You know, yeah, it happens every couple months. Well, I was asking Deborah Mark, do you believe this is real or is this is just some figment? I don't know. I don't know. The crazy pilots. You know, they you just try had, it? They've had a fourteen hour trip across the ocean and they're they're just, you know, they're tired as hell. I don't know what they're seeing, but yeah, it's not a problem. They're seeing guy. like a big marshmallow go by. Right. Or... And then the first time uh, vinyl records broke a billion dollar in sales since nineteen eighty five. There's a new pressing really? plant in Southern California, but they can't keep up with the logjam. People want their records. Oh, do you still have a record player? I do. Yeah, we got a record player upstairs. Up, up in um, my daughter has one, so she she's does. got one. Yeah, so she she uses it. I, you know what? I've never seen her use, use it. it. <laughs> I think I have one laying around, but I don't think I've used it much. Yeah, but I, I, I wanted a VCR. I want to go way back to the 80s. Uh, you know, get a VCR, VCR. and uh, I got all these old tapes I can't look at because everyone got rid of the uh, VCRs. You, so. you see some guy just sold a Back to the Future, the first one, for a big pile of bucks. Apparently it was in mint condition. He had it all wrapped up nice. Oh, is that right? I think it was $75,000 somebody spent on it, so... You might want to save those VCR tapes. They could be worth something. Yeah, I have a VCR tape, uh, a mint condition. It's um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mint condition, the tag on it, shrink shrink wrap, the whole run. So I looked up on eBay. It's probably worth eight, nine, ten thousand dollars. No, forty two dollars, which is less than what I paid for it. (laughs) You remember when? uh, Remember movies used to be very expensive. Your schemes never work. They never. I, I always get screwed every time I like buy tickets for a game. I think it's gonna be hot. It's not. I buy baseball cards thinking, no, the guy just died. It'll be worth something. It's not. Yeah. It never you, is. You go for all the wrong fads. That's right. <laughs> yeah, all my right. make my make money uh, quick schemes never, ever, ever work. Ever. Dig dog. Dig dog with you. Have a nice weekend, bub. Uh, you too. KFI and KOST in HD2, Los Angeles and Orange County. Oh. Live everywhere in the iHeart Radio app, and Michael Crozier has the news. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.